Good morning, people. This is Vibrant Vernacular. I'm coming back to you on a Sunday. Um, this is Pashas. This is Shawan. It's Ezelay. Good morning. So we're going to kind of start off with some gratitude and just to check in with everybody to see how their week is going before we get into our topic for today. So personally, had a pretty interesting week and kind of roller coaster wise emotionally, but I'm definitely grateful to be here still to be amongst the land of the living and have my family and friends all healthy and about what I could say about gratitude. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm really happy to be alive. Um, I have nothing to complain about. Um, I guess my excitement is um, getting to accomplish something I put on the back burner, which is um, furthering my education. That's a really thing to me. So I got accepted into the MSW, the Masters of Social Work program. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I was just like, every time, I always, my motto has been, one monkey don't stop my show. So um, <laughs> when somebody just, you know, thought they blocked me on a lot of ways, it's like, look at God. God going to bless me in front of your face, you know, like, <laughs> for all the That's trouble. Right. So I'm just really, really thankful and happy. Um, just nothing but blessings. So, yeah, and everybody I'm talking to, at least I'm still able to talk to them, you know, no no matter what they're going through. So nothing to complain about. <laughs> hey, um, I'm going to complain. So last week was, <laughs> last week was Sunday, like work-wise, I just felt like my mind was constantly, and that's me in general, but it was like on a thousand. It was constantly mm. going. Mm-hmm. And I just couldn't get a grasp of, I guess, what I'm trying to, like, you know, accomplish that week. It's just, it seemed real cluttered and cloudy. Um, but it did work out. I try to at least get outside daily, whether it's first thing. I try to get up first thing in the morning to, like, set the tone for the day, just peaceful. Um, and if I don't, then I try to do that um, on my lunch break. Um, but that was it. I ate pretty healthy. Oh, me too. yesterday. Me too. Um, I tried a vegan cookie dough cake, and it must have been good because it was a fat girl. I fell asleep eating it. Like I got up. Oh wow! (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, that sounds good. Where did you get it from? Um, Well, the blue bar actually sells um, a few pastries from. It's called My Vegan Sweet Tooth. It's in Virginia Beach. Um, Yep, I've been there. Okay, yeah, that was good. Um, I just want to say that when you um, I have another friend that has been taking a walk like she has someone to hold her accountable and when she takes her walks she takes a picture and I think I saw that you posted something you know the time the time and you actually walk and like I think that does wonders you don't understand how that helps other people like dang I need to get my Mm -hmm. ass out there you know and (laughs) just keep hearing hearing the reminders and seeing like oh they walking I should do that right quick you know like it really really has an effect on other people so please keep that up like in your garden whenever you do um, something from your garden that does a lot you know, for people like, and just showing what you're capable of, you know, and when it seems like you're not in control of anything else, like that garden is Mm -hmm. your domain, you know, and to see the fruits of it is, I love seeing those pictures too. 
Like, and I think you're proud of Martha. Uh, <laughs> y'all are funny. I do appreciate that because you know, on those moments where you need to steal joys, that's kind of like it is definitely appreciated. And as a lay, I do enjoy seeing you walking every day. And the fact that you're so, um, was it, uh, you're so dedicated to it is, is just tremendous, you know. Y'all, all I want is to be cute. Like, I just want a cute tan. <laughs> So you want a cute tan? Really? Yeah. (laughs) I want a cute tan and my fupa to be gone. When I tell y'all trying to get rid of this fupa is ridiculous. Like It's worse (laughs) as you get older. It gets worse as you get older. I'm telling you. This. If I could just reduce the, I guess, appearance of it. I'm good at like covering it up with like high-waisted clothes and stuff. Oh, yeah. In a swimsuit. (laughs) Whoa. Honey, I just bought a swimsuit and um, I bought an extra large. I'm starting to buy extra large. When I tell you I've been eating right, like you talked about the food, like I've been, I'm getting rid of it, y'all. Like, yes. I, like, but the exercise, that's the part I'm not doing. Like, I'm just changing my diet and the weight is like falling off, you know? So, that's oh hard. my God. Yeah, I'm a stress eater and drinker. So like that's the that has been like the biggest challenge. Even though I'm still vegetarian, yeah. it's still, you know, a bunch of breads is mm-hmm. my issue. So I feel like if I can cut out bread or <laughs> you know, that may help me get right. You know, exactly <laughs> as a that's kind of like depress it's hell? depressing even thinking about it. That's the worst yeah. part. Like me thinking I'm about not having yeah. bread yeah. is like uh I don't know about that. I'm sitting here like no, give me something else. I can't <laughs> exactly like that's where I'm at. And I feel like that would be the changing factor for me. Cause mm. I don't mind working out and I feel like I need to do it again. So like today is the goal is to go to the gym. Uh-huh. Because I've just been I was feeling so much better about myself when I was going to the gym more consistently, even though like the results weren't like, bam, there you go. You look better. You know, it was just a a mental thing. And I know the mental, you know, can come before the physical. So it just felt good to see that I was so dedicated to it and that, you know, I was feeling good about it. I was comfortable going by myself. Like it was just more liberating on so many more levels than just being in the gym, you know, so get that back and you deserve that every day so yeah what yeah, does it definitely. take to squeeze that in you squeeze all them calls in and yeah exactly. all the time so yeah you great great yeah, yeah i have to <laughs> all righty so let's, let's get into to this today <laughs> so you know with the climate that we're in black lives matter covid we just got a lot going on you know just in the world So one thing I saw on Instagram, this lady was just talking about how wonderful she feels about being married to a black man, especially in this time. And she was a black woman. So I know we talk about race relations a lot, you know, as a collective and with, you know, all this going on, it has been like at the forefront of everybody's mind. It's like a daily thought, you know. So what I wanted to kind of discuss, not just interracial dating in the sense of should we date outside our race, but also just taking in consideration the climate that we're in and who best to support us, you know? So I wanted to see kind of how you guys feel about, you know, interracial dating. And then 
given the climate that we're in, how do, how do you think that affects your choices, you know, when it comes to interracial dating or whether or not to do it, you know? <laughs> I think I'll start off if y'all don't mind. Um, Go ahead. I recently tried, you know, for the, I'll say the first time, um, I went out with someone from India <laughs> and, um, <laughs> I guess it was great. You know, I always say a girl got to eat, you know, don't nothing else go right. I'm going to get a meal out of this, you know? (laughs) So we went to this Thai restaurant and I guess towards the end is where, you know, I like the drive, the ambition, the, you know, we were, even our complexion was similar. So I didn't feel too far off the spectrum, you know, like normally I only have dated black men, you know, or African, and my husband, my ex-husband is African, but to venture out, you know, and date someone from India, that was like a big deal, um, you know, but it, I guess towards the end, he was like, he wanted to kiss, and I'm like, maybe next time, you know, like, <laughs> maybe next time, but you know, I, for me, it was like, he was like touching my hair, like looking all at my scalp, like touching my braids, like I'm something out of a movie or, you know, it just kind of made me feel like, what the hell? Like, I'm not a science project, you know, like (laughs) it just got weird (laughs) towards the end for me. So I don't know. I'd always say there's nothing like a black man for me, you know, but I'm tired of being shitted on. I'm tired of the struggle. I'm tired of the dumb stuff, you know, that how it, it taints the bigger picture for me sometimes. So perhaps that's why I'm single. You know, I guess there's so many deal breakers when it, in my experiences, but I chose to date nothing but black. Men. Good. I like that. <laughs> um, I am not opposed to it. I'm not one of those people that love is love. I think it makes a difference. Kind of like the lady was saying, when you love your own, because you guys understand on a more intimate level, Mm -hmm. um, just one another. And I don't want to throw out their struggles because it's not always struggles among Black Mm -hmm. people, but you guys understand, I should say your history more. Um, Mm -hmm. You understand kind of your place in society more. And when you do it together, it's a greater accomplishment. Not to say that you cannot still be successful and accomplish things in an interracial relationship but again it's nothing like your own um yeah me personally I've never dated outside my race well I I went on one date with a white guy and for real for real y'all I didn't even think he was white like I promise I asked him like twice like what's your nationality again but (laughs) like definitely was um but yeah it didn't um work but it's not because of his race it's just because he was a liar um you know I don't know and I think sometimes to be honest kind of like you were saying Shawan on your date Uh when other races I wouldn't be opposed to it but I don't want to be your first because I don't want you to treat me like you said like I'm something so exotic that you're just so intrigued to be here and like mm-hmm. yes I'm with a black woman kind of like a sick fetish 
Like, yeah, 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 I, yeah, 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 yeah. I can't stand that. Yeah, like, yeah, like I will. I and I think that's my hesitation because, mm-hmm. especially like, I don't know how to word this, but when they're like pure white, meaning like you're coming to somewhat pick me up with like a pickup truck <laughs> and you got like cowboy boots. And yes, I'm stereotyping. I know all white people are not like that, but just the far left or right white, like something screams. I'm not going to be invited to dinner or we might be going to a clan meeting on this date. Or you may not make it out of the date alive. That too. (laughs) Um, So, no, I mean, I just prefer Black guys. That's what I'm attracted to. I think they're great. Like, Shawan could be the reason I'm single and it could just be what I'm picking. But it seems like it's always there's great Black guys out here. So I'm not even going there. But it just seems like always there's some issue like I run into with our own kind it sometimes makes me think you know it makes me think like are there issues like this with other races because it just don't you know seem like it mm-hmm. even, what I was trying to say look. yeah <laughs> yeah and even like still I know I have white girlfriends that you know date black men and I'm like they're still running into some of the same issues and then my white girlfriends that date white men I don't here and maybe it's because they don't talk about it yep Mm -hmm. and that's a whole nother topic that I don't want to go off on but I think well I will go off on it real quick I just think (laughs) sometimes you're hurt like sometimes talking about black men everyone's used to hearing the negative so people are more free to talk about it whereas I'm pretty sure in white relationships same shit happens but I don't want to say they're trained they kind of don't talk about it or so Mm. they talk about it among their peers Mm-hmm. So we don't maybe really know. Yeah. But yeah. like Shawan, we are single. So like any black guys listening to the podcast, head us up. Not any. Let's talk about that. We need so, quality yeah, over passion. quantity. Exactly. Yes, quality exactly. over quantity. So, <clears throat> of course, back in my day, I have <laughs> dated, I guess not this well, I guess it, it's kind of a, when I look at it, I look at it in a, in a matter of perspective. So I don't consider Indians, Puerto Ricans, Dominicans. Still, yeah, our complexion. I don't consider them it. outside of me. Like I okay. still consider them black. Okay. So when it comes to that, like it's a matter of, you know, perspective is okay. what I'm going to say. So on that level, yes, they're more like, I don't know, it's just different. And I think it's because like, we're raised differently like our value system could be differently but I think like when it comes to a sense of interracial relationships like I I don't know if a a white guy like you were saying as like can relate to me on a more like on a deeper level you know what I'm saying I feel like a lot of our conversations would be surface conversations like skimming over topics like I, I can't see him discussing African culture or history and understanding it and family and the, you know, complexity of that with me and it be a conversation that we can have versus me educating him on that. And I don't, I don't really want to be your teacher when it comes to black history and culture, because I struggle (laughs) with some things when it comes to that, you know, and then it's just kind of like looking at it like on just the level of, I feel like I'm torn because I feel like because we have so much pain, because they they haven't really experienced that and they have 
stigma wise, white families have more structure than what we have, that it may be like something that can help us build structure. But then I just mm-hmm. also feel like I don't, I don't, I don't know. You know what I, I'm saying? I like, I just, you, then this is like, yeah, really, exactly. So, like, he could tell me how the family structure works. Like, this is how we do it in our, in our, you know, with our race, I guess. The woman does this, the male does this, because it's defined. It seems like in their, their households, roles are defined. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And they appreciate certain aspects of what each other brings to the table. But I think in black families, it's not like that. Like we are all hurt. So like the woman has, the black woman has her struggle that she goes through. The black man has his struggle that he goes through. And sometimes it's hard to hear each other through the pain that we we each go through. You know, so it's kind of like maybe in that case, I could see the complimentary aspect of it. But then it's just kind of like, just because you compliment me there, I, I can't see you understanding and feeling my pain as a black man does. But because we're in so much pain, each other, you know, as a collective, that it's hard for us to hear that. And sometimes it's hard for us to be submissive to the other person and allow them to have their pain because our pain, we feel as though speaks louder than theirs. Right. Wow. Does that make sense? I don't, I don't oh, know. Yes, it definitely mm-hmm. does. And yeah, I always feel like, dang, I, I feel like I came out the gate, you know, um, <laughs> talking about the negative stuff. And like I said, I always come back, you know, to my black man, no matter what. So, you know, it's just like, take a licking and keep on ticking, you know, like. And that's tough though. And I think that's why I can hear what you guys are saying. Like to understand that you feel like when it comes to that, you have, we have to settle loving and keep loving through the pain that we're being caused is a tough situation. You know what I'm saying? People say it's your fault or you shouldn't have done this. Damn it. Like I'm just, trying to get through the freaking day you know and shit yeah. just be happening you just be running and um you know how big boys say my dick fell in her mouth like oh shit just be happening to you you know like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> like shit just be happening to you bro you know like okay you, you know, like you didn't have nothing to do with it shit just turned out the way it did like get out of here stop lying like you're insulting me and i just keep trying to love you you know trying to <laughs> give you a hundred percent and you're giving me like 15 you know and it's just I don't know the double standards are killing me like everything is just I don't know <laughs> I, 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 uh, oh go ahead Sean sorry I'm finished girl I'm done <laughs> <laughs> Holy. I read an article and it was a while back I can't remember if it was Essence or Ebony but it said that the more educated and the more established a black woman was that um she was likely to date outside her race okay it makes sense um, uh-huh. and they were simply saying just because when it comes to and it's not always necessarily preference but when it comes to kind of the circle of people that you start to intermingle with there's less um black males um also they kind of went through the stigma as far as like you know black males are incarcerated way more um, black males, I think they were saying like as far as education wise, not that they weren't educated, but more black women tend to hold masters or PhDs where um, black men didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So just kind of, I guess, an even playing field. And I don't even want to say it like that because somebody with a high school degree is well equipped to date somebody with a master's. Absolutely. Um, so they were just saying that certain things like that um, were causing, or you would see Black women would be more um, inclined to date outside their race. And some people have said they encouraged it because they weren't going to find equality um, among Black women the further established they were. So I don't know how y'all feel about that. I think it makes sense because like, I'm not, I'm okay, let me correct <laughs> what I said. It makes sense, but that doesn't mean it's right. So that's first and foremost. Yeah. So it makes sense in the sense that as we grow education wise, we're looking for better. And if the, the pool of people that we're choosing from, we feel as though they're not on our level because they don't have that higher education. But, you know, we're talking as friends. So we know that I hold a degree. Azalea holds a degree. Shawan is going to get a couple of degrees soon. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean mm-hmm. that you are in your field and making money. But a lot of times when women do get up to a certain level, their standards are raised so high that they're not looking at other people who may not have ever had a college degree or ever considered college but that doesn't mean that they aren't making money in the in the field that they're doing that they're in because mm-hmm. I, I talk to my kids all the time especially me and Shawan had this discussion years and years and years ago and we were talking about what our expectations were of our children once they graduated from high school and I told her I said well I'm not pushing my kids to go to college I'm just I'm not like, going to do it do that? how could you not yeah do that? she was so upset about it and I was like <laughs> Shawan I have a college degree that I'm paying on student loans for that I'm doing a job that doesn't even require me to have a degree in that field. You know what I'm saying? So Um, like to push my kids to get debt when they could be whoever they want to be and not have to go to college, then that would be doing them a disservice and not helping them, you know? So not a lot of women, when they get, they have this, this thing where we turn our nose up against people who are quote unquote beneath us because they haven't reached that, level of education and I can't even say success education you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying mm-hmm. yes <laughs> that's an excellent point and like I said yeah I see so many people yeah I'm like damn they winning they killing it yeah and like you said never step foot in that damn North state you know like nowhere near it and just winning winning out here so definitely you can't judge people you don't know tomorrow and i'm like fast forward to 2020 you know um my son did not go directly to college and i'm the you know like i i was so passionate about how could you say that passions you know like you gotta encourage them my my children are going to college this boy has not enrolled yet and he's doing excellent you know like not begging me for gas money you know um helping me with with, you know money here and there like really responsible and like I said never step foot in college so yeah it's definitely good not to judge not to you don't know tomorrow that's something my mom used to always say nobody knows what tomorrow holds you know but Mm -hmm. ah what was the original question like can we get back (laughs) It was about interracial, like but or that 
Also, Evelyn, um, in that article, because I know Essence and Sharon, we are going back to the source. Um, okay. So <laughs> when it comes to that article you read, it was in, like you said, Essence or Ebony, right? Uh-huh. And, you know, okay. they gear more towards Black women. So uh-huh. if you really look at the double standard, you know, we as women get upset all the time when we see Black women, oh, yes. especially, you know, yes. Black males that are successful, quote unquote, successful uh, dating a- outside of their race. So like we have that same stigma. And so I guess it kind of worked on both ends. What what would y'all say? (laughs) I agree. And Mm -hmm. I'm glad you got back to that point. That's what I wanted to talk about. When um, I first watched the thing you sent on Instagram, I was just like, I agree. But I got so much to say, you know, in terms of just, you know, feeling comfortable at the same time. It's like the double standard for me comes, I don't know, when the expectations and stereotypes, like I just, it's so many. I was thinking about healthcare, you know, how we're treated as black women, you know, when we say that we're in pain, you know, and how we're ignored sometimes, you know, and I'm just like overlooked. And I don't know, I've been watching the show, How to Get Away with Murder with, um, Viola Davis and I'm just so intrigued how you know people perceive her as a black woman with like power and I'm just the double standards I see all the time the stuff men get away with and the stuff that women can't get away with you know like it just I don't know I'm always bothered I'll say that <laughs> so how do you yeah. feel about that Azalea? um I think it is, like um, you said, it kind of works on both ends. I just, like, wish we could change um, that narrative because it all goes back to kind of, like, white people being, you know, our savior. Like, once you make Mm -hmm. it, I'm going to get somebody white and, like, yes, now we're going to continue to make it. So it kind of sucks in that aspect. Um, It'd be nice because, again, I don't want to say it'd be nice, but I guess I don't know if I've ever seen it the other way around, like, someone white that's not as educated I mean they're always going to have privilege but not as educated and that maybe it's a come up if they date somebody mm. but I don't know yeah. I've just never seen that but even playing field unfortunately yes it tends to be um it works on both sides yeah I've I noticed like, okay I just don't want it to you know it's funny because when I, I've had conversations with other males about how they see like why they do it like I have a cousin mm. <laughs> and he has he has children you know and he has children by a black woman and children by a white woman and he ended up marrying the white woman Right. So it was kind of weird for me because I'm like, you have, you know, I, I don't get it, you know, but when it came down to it, I was talking, I think I was talking to my husband and he was saying how, you know, a lot of successful black men, when they look at us, they see the same stigma that a lot of other races see. They see us being ghetto. They, they don't see us being able to maneuver <laughs> in both fields. So like if, if he went to go, yeah, meet the president and have dinner with the president, <laughs> could he bring you with him? Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Especially if you're going to see Obama. But the thing is, like for me, 
their circles, like, okay, let's say when they do have these events, a lot of times the people that are throwing these events are white males, right? Like if they're going to something for the NBA or NFL, the ownership of these leagues and other situations or professional organizations are not always run by black people. So the caliber of black people that they're going to have at these events, especially women, are not going to be there. You know what I'm saying? Limited, if not non-existent. So like even looking at the recruiting, and this is so minute, you guys probably never paid attention to this. But if they go to these Ivy League schools, we're not a lot of the representation there, first and foremost. And the women that they have walking them around these schools are white women. So they're keeping their money. They're looking at it as an investment because that's what marriage is. It's an investment. It's a business. So if they're going to have these black men to be successful, they're going to try to keep their money in that direction too. You know what I'm saying? So if I get you with my daughter, even though I may not want you with her, if I get you with her, she's going to make sure that we're taken care of. You may not look at your family and take care of them because a lot of times we don't. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, it's like a whole system or business behind it. You know, when it comes down to their mentality and like the imagery that we showcase at times, not saying we got to be perfect all the time, <laughs> but some of the imagery that is being portrayed of us and it may not even be of our own doing is not the best. So how can we expect them to want more or see more when we're underrepresented in so many spectrums of what they have to deal with? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I have a, a good mean. friend. Her son, consider him my nephew, love him to death. She has put him in private schools his whole life, right? So what Mm -hmm. type of black women are in private schools? Not a lot, right? Because education is not something we would value enough to pay for in some instances, right? He doesn't like black women at all. Like he does not. (laughs) And he's only in, he just got to like ninth grade, ninth or 10th grade. does not date us you know what I'm saying and his mom is a strong one you know and that's not something that she's a proponent of but she's black yep and his dad you know and it it just is not what he sees you know Mm. that's interesting so it's like that's what I'm saying we have to really like I don't know and and I don't know, I can't say he's a lost cause because you never know how he'll turn out towards it. You know, because his mom, I that's my, my dog. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I know she is, like, a wonderful. And if he sees his wife in a, as a reflection of her, he's going to be on point regardless. But Make it's just, sense. yeah, but it's just, <laughs> if he's not seeing that representation where he is, it's going to be hard for him to see us in a different perspective. Wow. Yeah. And that's what you said in the beginning. It's all about perspective, I believe. And yeah, that's that was powerful to me. Like, dang, there's work to do. And like you said, so a lot of black women are seen as as, you know, different. Everybody has a different opinion, you know, and that's what gets on my nerves sometimes. And their opinion is shaped by what they're exposed to. So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's like we're we're always fighting an uphill battle based on the stereotypes and the movies and the videos, the songs, 
everything combined. So there's yeah. work to do. <laughs> there's definitely work to do. So in this climate that we're in politically, how important do you guys think, you know, black love may be or, you know, is it important? I think we need to see the best representation, you know, based mm -hmm. on everything that you just said, seeing that example, the blueprints that uh, unfortunately a lot of us have not seen, you know, how a, a black family should be, what we thought the Huxtables was, you know, could be in real life. Um, Stuff like that, I think, is so important. Our programming, you know, when we talk about watching TV and all these shows, it's it's programming people to a certain extent. So if they're watching the violence and the nonsense, they, they're reliving that, you know, reenacting that. So I think our examples have to be better. I would agree. I think all across the board, not just necessarily relationship-wise, but how we always talk, just being our sister's keeper, our brother's keeper, um, friendships, um, because that's important too. Going back to what you were saying, Pasha, is kind of how we carry ourselves is how other people are going to treat us. Mm. So if we can kind of, you know, love one another and be a positive example, which kind of sucks. So I'm going to go off on a tangent because there's crazy ass white people, as we know. Mm -hmm. There's um, crazy Hispanics, like not to be funny, love and hip hop, Puerto Rican princess. Mm -hmm. She's Puerto Rican, mm -hmm. crazy Hispanics. Um, mm -hmm. There's crazy people in <laughs> every culture. So keep that in mind too, because it's designed for us to, it, it, well, personally, I feel like it's designed for less positive to be portrayed on us. Because mm. we all know, like, the biggest threat is people getting exposed to our unity. So if we yes. constantly show images of us not, you know, having it together, then, you know, we're kind of... <laughs> exactly. They're controlling the masses with the foolishness. Yeah, uh, I agree. The programming, the programming, what you're watching, what you're tuning yeah. into. It's what I mean, we allow, even, too. Yeah, and even on Instagram, there's positive pages that portray, you know, Black men and um, Black women. So we get a lot of our information, I should say, <laughs> sadly, from the Shade Room and Baller Alert. Mm -hmm. But there's other pages, too. Um, now, don't get me wrong, those are very informative. Um, but there are other pages that portray us in a positive manner and it's not always celebrity driven it's just your everyday black guy your everyday black woman um you know I mean some of those I follow the black man can that's a good one always showing like great things for black men what they're doing in the community definitely black fathers um yeah. I think Pash just mentioned the black love page they have great mm -hmm. examples of relationships um I think I follow the black self-care it just talks about great mm -hmm. self-care self-care tips to love yourself so they're out there I mean we just gotta kind of fuel ourselves with that information I agree and I think it's what we entertain like um that video Shawan was Shawan had sent us on YouTube about the cake I forgot what mm -hmm. it was called but he Michael was saying Todd. yeah Michael yeah. Todd and he was saying how what you put attention to grows right so we find the shade room, baller alert. All of it is educational and to a certain informative, not educational, informative, but it's entertaining. 
So, and I think that's the, the biggest thing is we're looked at as entertainment to a certain extent, you know what I'm saying? Like, and then also with us having so much going on and it's always so much going on mentally that we look for an outlet. And when we look for that outlet, we're looking for the entertainment aspect of the outlet, you know? Mm -hmm. So when we're giving the attention to the love and hip hop, New York, the love and hip hop Atlanta, and even though it's a black woman that is at the forefront of those shows, she doesn't give a care how black women are viewed or how black people are viewed. When she's looking at it, she's supporting her family and that's important to her. You know what I'm saying? In her mind, she's giving black people jobs, but she's not looking at like how it's not helping our imagery. Now, not saying that we should always have, you know, not show the realness of who we are, but you know, there are certain times where you have to like literally try to do more uplifting of us, especially when you have such a big platform, then degrading us. But then are we going to look at it? If she was talking about the positivity aspect of Black people, are we going to tune in? Because it ain't that uh, balance. Real and raw. Yeah. Yep, and it's not entertaining. <laughs> you know, us doing common stuff like raising our kids, right? <laughs> like boo that's so boring you're telling your kids to go to school and do their homework oh my god you know i'm not drinking wine before noon like oh my gosh (laughs) that is so whack like who does that who in a normal world does stuff like that you know like yeah like So it is, it's just, I mean, we got to start controlling how we're viewed in order to like put ourselves in the best light. But I just feel like with black relationships, sometimes I feel like, like I said, the hurt that each individual has outweighs the anything else, anything else. Like I'm hurting, you're hurting. Which one of us is going to allow our hurt to subside so we can hear the other person's hurt Mm. in order to, to heal both you know who's going to compromise mm-hmm. it just so, looks yeah. so fun when it's done right though it is like blacklove.com is like my thing like I love looking at the couples and especially the couples that have been together like to me and Grant Hill I think they recently celebrate their 21st mm-hmm. year of marriage and it was so uplifting to see that we can last that long but then it's just so hard when you know internally how tough it is to last that long. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, do you really want to go through all of that? <laughs> mean what say. are our deal breakers here? Like, yeah. yeah. Wow. And then with the media is so quick. Like people change up so quickly that you feel as though, okay, the grass is always greener on the other side. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. You did this. Okay. I'm done. I can, I have Instagram, I have Facebook, I have all of these outlets. I can go find somebody just like you really quick, you know? Pick one. Exactly. (laughs) That's crazy. This girl, she had posted something. Oh, sorry, Shimon. Go ahead. No, I was just saying, this girl had posted something um, kind of similar to what you were saying, Shimon, but she did it from like a different, I mean, passions from a different perspective. She was saying that I guess relationships lasted longer like with our families and stuff because women endured more and they were willing to sit down and kind of take what was happening um, in their relationships. 
where she's like now she was like well kind of I guess like what you're saying with the whole we got options you know I'm woman hear me roar I ain't got to take this shit so we're not gonna have you know relationships that last just as long and she was kind of promoting that she was like you ain't got to stick through stuff that you know is gonna be mentally physically and emotionally abusive she was like this ain't you know your grandma's marriage so I thought that was kind of interesting but I guess it's a fine line of what you endure because we're never going to have 20, 30, 40 year marriages if we leave at the drop of a dime, I guess. Yeah. Says the single person. I agree. But I think that definitely is a podcast for a different day, to be honest with you. And I think that's the problem because a lot of times I hear that as the excuse, like for women to stay, I hear that as the excuse all the time. Like, well, you know, we are as the women have to do the compromising all the time we get hurt we just have to suck it up and for the betterment of the situation and you know what I'm saying like what more is out there and then when you go on Instagram and you go on Facebook and you do see you know a lot of women collectively going through the same trauma and we all collectively stay for the same collective reasoning but Mm -hmm. then you see the dude up there smiling happy with the next one you know what I'm saying like not even giving two shits about how you feel, you know, but we are like, let's stay together. Let's work it out, you know, because we want our families to be strong. And okay. yeah. <laughs> that part, <laughs> I think that's the part that keeps a lot of people stuck. And I think it helps, you know, me coming from the mental health aspect, what I can say that I've witnessed and it's, it, it annoyed me. Um, a lot of times, and I think I heard T.D. Jakes talk about this before, sometimes when you try so hard to to stick it out, you know, to endure, that does more harm than good. You know, some people are literally being abused or, you know, are in dangerous situations, but they feel like compelled from a religious standpoint to stick it out. Or maybe some of the religious counseling that they've been receiving has told them just bear, you know, stick with it or pray about it when when they're in harm's way you know and I think it's just important like no matter how much you want to push you know your your standard or your you know sticking with the the black woman the black man or whoever but you can't like sacrifice your safety you know Um, I think that's a big deal So, yeah, I guess my food for thought is definitely, if it's not right, like some stuff you can't force, you know, and um, definitely you won't know unless you talk it out with somebody other than yourself, you know, Um, that's a bit of advice. Just don't go through some stuff just because you feel you have to, or you have to save face for the race or the culture or whatever. If it ain't working, it ain't working. Like that's, you know, do what works for you. That's what I will say. I would agree I'm with the food for thought do what works for you um yeah (laughs) do what works for you (laughs) I say my food for thought is I support black families and I feel Mm -hmm. like all in all like I other races teach their children to stay within their confines and I don't think like black people should feel bad if they are a proponent of a black relationship or a black marriage, I tell my kids I want them to love themselves first, 
And I feel like if you love yourself, just like on that video, she was saying how much she loves the black family. She understands it, you know, and like that's what I teach my kids. I'm I need to teach them more about black culture, I can say, but I do teach them to love themselves first and loving themselves means the full gambit of who you are meaning I'm a black male for my son I'm a black woman for my daughter once she loves who she is more than likely she's going to stay within the sphere of who she is but if she does choose to do that then I mean I have to support because I love my children but I feel like if we teach that self-love and how important and beautiful it is to be black then I feel like the chips should fall in place. But if they don't, you know, that person that they're with is going to have to love being black as well, even though they're not. <laughs> oh, gosh. I think that's really we watched, um, we, we've watched the, what's that movie? The Karate Kid with Jaden Smith. We watched it so many times. And this little Chinese boy was like, he says this line like, stay away from all of us. Like, he says it like with this strong accent. So I'm like, you have to love all of us. Like, all of us. Like, we're a package. My mom used to always say. Exactly. <laughs> like, you love one of us. You got to love us all, you know? And, and that just rings in my head. Like, ain't no half stepping when it comes to this black thing, you know? And I yep. guess at the end of the day, I wouldn't have it any other way. Like, I said, Me I either. Can't no matter how many times I've been hurt, I'm going to try again. Like, <laughs> that's the vulnerable part of me, too. Like, I've really been hurt, but I'm going to keep giving it to you and try one more try. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm hurt. I'm hurting. This was, like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. So, thank you, Shawan. I can always count on you. I swear. Keeping it real. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Anyway. All right. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. We'll be back next week. Yeah, slide in our DMs. <laughs> Her, theirs, not mine. Stay away. Seriously. Vibrant vernacular. Vibrant vernacular yes, DMs. Say, yeah. Don't try to kill me or get me murdered <laughs> just for the sake of entertainment. You know what I'm saying? No. She's not the coach. All. She's yeah, guru, you like, gotta go to her. If you got a question, yeah, you can send me send me the questions, and if you want to date my friends, you can send <laughs> that to your applications. Okay, well, I'll entertain those. She had to clear that all the way up. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, we really right. do enjoy feedback <laughs> in, in uh, you know the form of a message, no matter what it is. We want to hear from you guys. Thank y'all so much. Bye, guys. Bye.